All right, what's up, everybody? We have 10-ish, as usual, minutes here with Mr. Paul Neese. Hasn't been on in a while, actually. It's and, been a little uh, bit, yeah. tossing him into his first 10-minute talk here. So, uh, anyway, we have uh, on hand the subject of angle compensation when it comes to range finding. And uh, I... I know that this is one thing a lot of people ask if a rangefinder has that feature in it. Luckily, right, right. all of our rangefinders, binoculars and monoculars style, have it in them. They do. So, Paul, maybe you can explain, because you've used rangefinders for quite some time, and you were on that podcast we did way back when, all about rangefinders. You can go back and listen to it. But uh, just what is angle compensation, and when would one want to use it, and why? Well, the trick, you know, the, the goal is to understand a little bit why you need it. And, and it comes up in, typically for a hunter anyway, which is my background, in hunting and shooting in mountainous terrain where you're, where you're going at steep angles. And, you know, to boil it down quickly, what happens is when you're calculating bullet drop for distance shooting, the key factor is the, the horizontal part of that bullet's travel. Obviously, if you're shooting at an angle, you have both vertical and horizontal components to that flight. Mm-hmm. But what you have to remember is, is when you're calculating bullet drop, gravity pulls the bullet down. That's why you're having to do that calculation to begin with. And when, when the bullet is traveling horizontally, the gravity is pulling straight down against it. So it sort of has a maximum effect. Conversely, if you were to imagine a, a bullet being shot straight up in the air, Gravity is either going to slow down that bullet or speed it up on the way back down, but it doesn't. It's not going to divert its flight left or right. Okay. Right. So you have to, you know, when you're when you're breaking down an angled shot, the part that really matters is sort of the horizontal component of that shot. And in a nutshell, that's kind of what angle compensation is. It's a it's an algorithm in the rangefinders which is designed to break down that that distance and sort of separate out what the horizontal component of the distance is. Mm-hmm. And that's that's essentially done by taking the line of sight distance and multiplying it by the cosine of the angle that it's formed if, if that were the hypotenuse of a right angle triangle. Yeah. So, so it's fairly simple math. Yeah. You go back to your old geometry class when you had right angle exactly. triangles. Exactly. And uh, yeah, like you said, the hypotenuse would basically be the point or the hypotenuse of the triangle being the longest side of the triangle and the uh, part of the triangle that's going at an angle other than 90 degrees. That is essentially what would be the line of sight line like you're exactly. discussing. So that's right. between the hunter and the and the wild game they're they're hunting, but yeah, then that horizontal distance between you, if you almost put a point above said deer or whatever you're hunting, if you put a point above it in space, that would be even with your eye line or the the line of your weapon, uh, and then you drew a straight line between you and that point in space. That's what it's actually giving you because that's the only point really where gravity is affecting it, which is what right. then you'll want to know for not just for bullets, but also arrows too, any, yep. mm-hmm. right? Any, so, pro- any projectile. Any projectile. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So then you know how much drop you need to account for. Right. Because if right. you use that hypotenuse, it's going to tell you, you know, as we know, that's the longest side of that triangle in that case. So it's going to tell you that it's further away then you really need to account for in terms of drop. Right, right. Yeah, so. I mean, it's the actual distance between you and that point. Yeah, as the crow flies, as if the, you will. As the crow right, flies. Right. But, you know, I mean, you look at, I'm, I'm picturing like a, maybe a, a wildly exaggerated right-angle triangle where the vertical is like extremely long, right? Mm-hmm. But the horizontal yeah. base is like maybe not that long. Yeah. So 
it's just that horizontal dis- distance that you really need to account for in this it type is. of scenario. It is. Yeah. And I mean, there's an interesting aside to this too. In most of our range finders, we also give guys the option to choose a line of sight option, which gives, we were talking about the hypotenuse of that triangle. Well, that gives you that hypotenuse. Mm-hmm. And the reason that can be important too on this same topic is if you have a shot such as Mark described, which is steep angle, long ways, long distance. Well, you have to remember the bullet travels the distance of that hypotenuse. Mm -hmm. Even though you're calculating the effect of gravity on that short distance, the bullet is actually traveling that full long distance. Mm -hmm. And so in some instances where you have a steep angle and a long shot, the best way to go about calculating bullet drop is to use line of sight, but then something like a ballistic program. You know, various phone apps are out there. Uh, that sort of thing. And, and the, the the advantage to that is they're going to calculate wind drift based mm-hmm. on that long distance, which the bullet is actually going. Sure. So wind will affect it over the wind, hypotenuse. That's exactly right. You have to remember that. And then the other thing, too, is in, in some of those instances, the method of calculating this correction by angle cosine is a fairly simplistic method. It's it's If you were to go back in time, that used to be called the rifleman's rule. Some of the modern ballistic programs that are out there that you can download on your phone for, you know, nine bucks or ten bucks, the advantage those have is they use a more sophisticated algorithm in calculating bullet drop on mm-hmm. some of those long shots. So, so you know, some of the listeners here might notice in the manual, for example, in those rangefinders, we specify if you're looking, say, an 800-yard-plus shot and a steeper angle, you're, you're going to get the best results by using line of sight and then plugging that into a ballistics calculator. Interesting. So right. Little, right. little, you know, a little bit of a twist to that. Okay. Yeah, that, but, wind, that wind component, it's definitely, it always is tricky when you it get, is. whether it's a yeah. longer bow shot or a rifle yeah. shot, because the horizontal distance may not be that great, but the line of sight and that bullet, that time of, of bullet flight or the time yeah. that bullet is in the air right. or the arrow, I mean, it is being affected. Because I mean, yeah. yeah, it's not yep. like it's not like it's in this uh, sort of vacuum for any period of time in there. It is it is actually in the air for a longer time than your horizontal or your angle compensation distance might tell you. Mm-hmm. And then you've got things like spin drift. You just have it being in the atmosphere for that long. And depending on how great of a distance you're talking about, you it could mean the difference between when you're going to go subsonic or you know transonic Lots or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, all that being said, too, the reason that we suggest in those manuals for the vast majority of shooting, especially for a hunter, the vast majority of situations you're going to get into, that HCD does a really good job, too. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, we, we generally steer guys to use that, except when you get into these sort of extreme situations of, yeah. of high angle and long range. Yeah. Yeah. But HCD, that, that method does a pretty darn good job all around. Yeah, meaning uh, horizontal component display. I think right. that's what that's our right. vernacular for it in our uh, lineup. Yeah, okay. that's our twist on it. And so then, uh, yeah, this, is, this can be really effective, like you said. So we, we did mention uh, bow hunters or really any projectiles. So you talk about... A, uh, a bow, a crossbow, rifle, anything like that. You know, obviously a big thing, too, for your tree stand hunters, so it doesn't have to necessarily be in the mountains. Tree stand yep. hunters, you find yourself yep. up pretty high. 
Uh, you may be shooting down at some steep angles, even in uh, your more densely uh, wooded areas with not many mountains, too. Right. Can't leave out right. muzzleloaders, Jim. And, Paul, I know you got a couple long-range muzzleloaders. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, very important. Yeah, it d- definitely comes into play. Yeah. How about, uh, so I mean, we're discussing, you know, you brought up the long-range aspect of it and when you're doing kind of a steep angle with some long-range stuff. How about just if I'm at more of a flat-range, uh, flat-ish, range like we have uh we have some around here where in wisconsin it's fairly hilly but not mountainous by any means am i just using straight line distance there on my range finder to range a target even if it might be it might appear to be one degree up or one degree down is that that's pretty yeah yeah you know what you what you do in that instance you just leave that range finder in that hcd mode when you're shooting relatively flat and you have very little tilt on the barrel like that the you know the math in there is going to figure it out, but it's going to the correction it's going to do is going to be very 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 slight. Okay, you know, and really maybe nothing. But the the advantage is the user doesn't really have to think about that. You can leave it in that mode. It's absolutely fine to shoot flat horizontal country with it. You know, it's kind of a a nice thing. It's something you really don't have to worry about. You can just let the the math inside the device take care of it. So sweet. Yeah. If you're shooting at an angle, like let's say, let's say we're talking maybe 20, 30 degrees, something like that, but it is a longer shot. Is that, is there kind of a threshold where you want to make that transition to, yep, I want to use line of sight versus the HCD and and kind of make those more specific calculations? Or is there like a, you know, at some of those softer angles, if you will, or less severe angles, you can get away with the HCD yeah. more? There's not a there's not a black and white cutoff in there. Um, we way. we've suggested in the past if someone is shooting over 800 yards and they're they're under about a 15 degree angle, which is not a great deal of angle. Okay, right. HCD is going to do okay for them. Gotcha. Once once you go over 800 yards, you're going to even with a slight angle, you really want to probably transition over to a, a ballistic program okay. and line of sight ranging. And then when you have a steeper angle, you know when you go over 15 degrees, say between 15 and 30. Uh, what we suggest is backing off that maximum distance. So, you know, 400 yards with those angles, HCD is going to do a pretty good job for you. Once once you go beyond 400 yards and say you've got a 20 or 30 degree angle, you're going to get better results by, again, flipping to line of sight and running it in your ballistic app. Yeah. And the disadvantage, you know, you guys are shooters, you understand that too. The problem with the ballistic app is it, it kind of slows that whole process down because now, right. you, now you do have to input a range in there and consult sure. it for dope where the nice thing in HCD mode, it's kind of doing everything for you. It's just telling you a range to dial to and, and boom, you're done. Yeah. But again, you know, anytime you're in longer distances and steeper angles, you know, you, you, you probably want to be taking a little bit extra time thinking about that shot anyway so hmm. makes, right makes sense yeah kind absolutely of I, yeah. I can't really think of a time where in a hunting scenario personally like i know i know what happens and there's some guys out there that are just super pro at you know got their got their gear dialed but i just haven't been in a scenario where i've really had to step it out of hcd right do you feel yeah. like too like for archers are they pretty much always in hcd yeah they they, they can be they you know and again the thing to remember is it, it's always fine on horizontal it's never going to hurt you leaving it in yeah. HCD in horizontal mode. And any time, you know, for an archer, you, if it's a tree stand, you've got to be way up in a tree for that to really start to make a difference. Okay. But again, it's not going to hurt to do it. And I think where it actually really, for the archers, where it becomes very important is the guys hunting Western country. 
where you might well be, you know, to, number one, archers typically Western hunting, you're, you're likely going to be shooting further, and many of them do out there. And it's, it's more an instance there of hunting on foot, mountainous country, and, you know, you might be making an 80-yard an downhill shot on a, on a fairly steep slope. And that's where having HCD in the rangefinder is going to make a huge difference for those hmm. guys. Okay. I'm, I may have brought this scenario up that I was in hunting whitetails here in Wisconsin the last time we talked about rangefinders, but it just stands out to me. I've, I was in a tree stand. I was on a ridge. And down to my left side, it was like, I felt like I was like, you know, 10 feet in the tree. Yeah. Down yeah. to the right side, I felt like I was 100 feet in the tree. And I, I go, gosh, I wonder what, how far is it? That looks forever away if I range to do. It was like 40 yards. I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks forever away. Yeah. I can yeah. actually make that shot. Hmm. Like it was like, that's it was a, really that's a good surprising. Example. Right. And that was, that was the, the horizontal component of exactly. that distance showing up. Yeah. But, Very uh, interesting. But the deer would have looked probably itty bitty to the naked eye, you know? So it was <laughs> like, it was like this was, bizarre was, phenomenon. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's like 40 yards, you know? That is really bizarre. Huh. Well, Paul, you did a really good job on this. We kept our 10-minute talk to <laughs> less good, than uh, 15 good, minutes. So good, good, that's good, a win. Not good. bad. Not bad. Well, uh, for everybody out there listening, as usual, comment on YouTube or hit us up on Instagram, however you want to uh, do that, or just give us a call, any of that stuff. If you have questions about angle compensation, range finders, all that sort of thing. So we're always happy to help out with that. But hopefully this maybe answered some questions or just gave you a few more things to stew on when you're playing around with your range finder. <laughs> hopefully we didn't raise more questions and answers yeah. on it. Uh, yeah. yeah, Paul, what's, uh, what's your phone? What's your desk line here? If, uh... <laughs> Do you still have the extension got, 308? Or did we? No, we changed all oh, those extensions man. around. It was like the most perfect changed. extension yeah. ever. But you know, I mean, you know, Jimmy, we've got a great crew of guys answering phones here. And, yeah. and most of these guys are pretty darn familiar with angle shooting. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm always happy. I'm, I'm absolutely happy to help someone out. Anybody can get you hooked up to me. So I was always I was always jealous of Paul's and Muck and Hearn's uh, extensions because Muck and Hearn was 280. Paul was 308. I just had like a regular <laughs> arbitrary numbers. I was sorry to lose that one. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. Well, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.